Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. This sanctuary this morning to break a matrix and to come into another dimension. And I bequeath to everyone in this opera the gift of your presence. From today, let your presence become the greatest asset that this ones will have. When you were sending Moses, you said, I will cause an angel to go before you. He said, I may not go. Moses said, What? How can you send me without your presence? What is going to be the distinguishing factor? How will the nations know that you, God, are the one? From today, the list of them will become a nation. From today, the list of them will be a mighty army. From today, when I see, from today, Deaf men will walk at your command. From today, you will walk on water. From today, you will command power. Hey! I this upon your life. The gift of the presence of God. Listen to me. It was not Moses that parted the Red Sea. Stop believing a lie. It was the presence of God. <laughs> How can David kill Goliath? Can David kill Goliath? Can a stone kill a giant? There was a presence in that stone that brought the Goliath down. Stop. When the presence of God comes into a man, it becomes a giant on the earth. And I release that presence to your life today. From today, the things that tormented you will bow before you. The things that harassed your families will bow to you. You will speak a word and ten will respond. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release over your life the power of the Godhead. They go together to make creation possible. From today, you will speak and heaven will recognize your voice. In the name of Jesus. Stop carrying yourselves like ordinary people. You are the remnant. You don't know what God is doing in this upper room. Laboratory. Give yourself the gift of praying in tongues as much as you can. That is your power base. That is your powerhouse. God is looking for his Esther. God is looking for his David. Yes, he is looking for. 
but they are built in the place of power. I will praise you, Lord, my strength. I will love you, God, my shield. I will love you, Lord, my life forever and my days. Hallelujah. Father, we commend the word. My spirit is so fired up. Oh God, forever all my days, hallelujah, beloved, pastor can I just look, God is asking somebody to go off your phone for a while, the reason why you can't pay the price for your mandate is because you are distracted and this phone is becoming an idol in your life. It's not telling you to dash your phone out. It's not telling you to sow a seed. He said, turn it off. Just for a week. And be in his presence. He says he wants to bequeath something that is missing. Let me tell you something before I go too far. The older people have failed the church. God is raising new people. You are in an upper room. I don't know if you know it, sir. You are in an upper room. This thing that is going on here is not going on everywhere. Don't be deceived. I go around a lot. You will get to some places you will struggle before you can pray. From the door, the power of God hit me. I'm telling you. I don't know who you are and I don't need you to meet me. Just obey your God. Turn off that phone one week. Fast. You think fast is abstaining from food? Some people can't, they don't even like food. Then. So when you tell them to stay off food, you are doing them a favor. So that's not the only fast there is. It's that thing that gives you pleasure to now put it aside and say, for this one week, then I will, I will read the whole New Testament. This one week, seven days. You will be looking for me after this experience. Tell, share the testimony with your man of God. Just seven days. You will see that some useless friends fire extinguishers. They will just fall off of their own accord. They will call it posing. You will call it thanksgiving. What's wrong with that? She's posing. You are separating the boys from the men. Because it's the presence that makes the difference. There is a price to pay for what God wants to do with you. You are Esther in training. God is sending you to a palace. And it's not only beautiful clothes they wear in the palace. There is a man in the palace. There is a man in the palace who, who doesn't care the crown you are wearing. So don't let's say, no, I want to go to the palace. In the palace, there is a warfare. If Esther does not know how to prepare for the palace, they will eat her up. They will kill her like mosquito. Go and ask Vashti. What did Vashti do, sir? What did she do? May God deliver us from warfare. They ganged up against her until they took that throne from her. She wasn't fortified. So Esther prepared for a whole year. By the time she came into that palace, it was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that were present. They were supplying wisdom per second. She was angry with Naaman, yet she invited him for dinner. Who does that? Fed her enemy for three days with a smile. Meanwhile, what she was going to do was buried in her spirit. You, 
You are too small. But you didn't hear it from her mouth. It's the presence of God that we teach Jael to make her enemy comfortable. <laughs> drink milk. You are finished, but drink milk first. At the time you are holding your husband, you kill me today, you kill me tomorrow. Obviously, you don't know the presence. The ministry of the kitchen. The guy just came in. The enemy, the nation has been chasing for 20 years. Walked into the room of a housewife. But the Holy Spirit must have taught her everything inside this your living room is a weapon of mass destruction. Get, uh, get him to sit down. He said he wanted water. No, give him milk. As soon as she gave him milk, the man slept off. He said, Yes, get your AK 47, which is your tent bag. Can you imagine if she had a complex and she wanted to be where Deborah was? So, by the presence of God, she knew where she had to be. Deborah will play a role, Jael will play a role. It's not competition in the body, sir. It's not competition. It's an understanding of my place and my season and my time. When the Bible was compiled, they wrote um, Deborah's story and they wrote Jael's own. There's no minor player in the game of destiny. There's no minor player. There's no minor player. Understand your role and stick to it. Your low self-esteem will cost you. Man pleasing. They should love me. Am I puff puff? I keep telling my children, they should love me. They should love me. Am I Fanta? Why should you like me? Who you help? With your liking. So what you like me? Eh? I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with my destiny. I don't need you to like me. When God is ready, he will compel you to like me. That day, the king could not sleep. Who could withdraw his sleep? Only my God. Be jumping all over the place. They should like me. Are you puff puff? Why should you like me? Sit down, people of God. Uh, my spirit is so wired up. I don't know why I have just a short time here, but I will be back because this is home for me. I've, I've, I've loved your man of God from the first day I set my eyes on him. I've loved him for so long. His spirit is full and that is the kind of thing that will catch him. Every time I see him, there's just something. So when he said he was going to obey God, I said, you have, you have, you have heard right. Praise the Lord. Ah, I, I, I read his articles. Nobody listens to the message in this church more than me. And I'm not joking. Nobody. I can, I can, I mean it. As soon as he pays it, I listen immediately. I don't postpone. Because there's just always something alive in him. And I'll tell him, this message that you have preached, me, I'm carrying it to the ends of the earth. I'm not, hey, you nobody is a monopoly of knowledge. It is what has brought the church to where they are. Big power, big man, no power. Because you feel that, they, they, look, Jesus does not have a grandchild. All of us are children of God. Don't let anybody scatter these things for us. We are all children of God. There's no special anybody anywhere. We can honor, we must honor. But in second degree, the price to pay, pay it, God will set you on high. This is the least this ministry would ever be, sir. What kind of amen is this? I said, this is the least this ministry would ever be in the mighty name of Jesus. Woman of God, thank you. Thank you. Every day I will read Facebook. I will see Sir Reddy and I say, what is my husband doing in Canada, please? Let this man come. Let me talk to him. Now, somebody is wounding me here. Every day, loving jitis. I salute you, man of God. 
thank you for loving him and allowing him to obey God. You will not lose your reward. And the day God exalts this work, the day God lifts this work, the day you get to your position of power, when the ark will come back into the temple, you will not miss your place. Nobody else will stand in your place. You will be here to enjoy long the fruit of your labor in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I salute all the elders of church and I bring greetings from my wonderful husband. You are really doing something great in the name of Jesus. I don't know what to call this. So, it is building the fundamentals of a glorious marriage. You would say, I've just left NYC. Why are they talking to me about glorious marriage? You should have heard this message when you were in secondary school. When there was no clustering to your emotions, your everything about you was just focused on life because when you lay the foundation of your marriage very well, long before the person comes, you'll be objective. By the time there's already somebody in your life, your emotion, everything, you know, will be clustered. I say to people, the time to make a decision of who to marry is not when the person comes. Long before the person comes, you should have a checklist of who you can marry and who you must never marry. Some people have married human beings that scattered their destinies. Some have inherited death wrapped in love. That's the story of Samson. He inherited death wrapped in love. So this whole month of family, life, relationship matters. Don't miss anyone. Ah, People have made shipwreck of their faith because of the choice of who to marry. Today, we are not talking about choice. I'm sure somebody in the course of, you know, um, the whole month conference will talk about choice making, which for me is the bedrock. Please, don't let anybody force Leah into your hand in the evening of your life. Don't make a decision of love when it is dark in your mind. Don't make a decision when it's dark in your spirit. Some guy has just broken you up after, uh, broken up with you after five years, and you are so angry at those looking for a rebound. Just anything that is singing in the choir just looks like a man, and you grab him. No, let's marry, let's marry, because you hear the other guy is marrying. It's not like that, oh. Break up very well. Amen? Amen. Break up completely. Mourn that relationship. Give yourself space and time. I don't know why I'm saying this, but somebody needs to hear it. The Bible says when um, Sarah died, Abraham mourned. Mourn a dead relationship. The Bible says Abraham dug a ground and buried his dead. Bury that relationship. The Bible says Abraham got up from the place of burial get up from the ashes of complaint and every time you see somebody ah hmm, what is it oh, ah this lekon kai now wow i didn't think lekon would do you remember how close lekon and i were in uni ah we used to go and eat chips together you have not you have not you have not gotten up he has died you are buried but you have not got get up stop talking about lekon after Saul, yeah, he is the david yes. eh let lekon finish lekon is gone when you see him in the airport be the first to greet him hey lekon you know, is his loss is his loss not that one that they see you at the airport, you're still crying. Like, Come. <laughs> you are the one that it's over. Finish that face. The Bible says Abraham got up again and he went for Keturah. Clear the air. The reason why we're having so much confusion in marriage is because people did not cut off umbilical cords. So, so ties are everywhere. You are with Andrew, but your mind is with Bartholomew. You are with Janet, but your mind is with what do you call that? Letitia Beaudit or this American. Clarity of mind is one strong key to build a solid relationship. 
be there, be, be present. Intentionally build. Now, I don't know who is married here, but hear me. There are guidance to building a solid relationship. Let's go to the scripture. 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 11, 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. He's saying here that you need to protect your mind. Number one, understand that your marriage is a ministry. Marriage for a believer is more than boy meets girl, man meets woman. She is fair and dark, will burn half cast. That's not the agenda of God. He is tall, I am short, so our children will be midway. That's not why God brings marriages. God said that you should understand that you are an ambassador. You are going into your marriage to represent him. If a man comes into the marriage with this understanding and a woman comes into the marriage with this understanding, then you will leave that marriage with an understanding of the simplicity that is in Christ. It's painful how complicated Christ has become man of God. Jesus is so simple. I've been born again since I was 13. I'm 47 now. I've never backslidden. I don't know any other life. The simplicity of the gospel has been so eroded that you need to practice the original and the authentic for so long. Otherwise, they can carry the fake and put it in your hand. You must hold an original dollar. Hold an original dollar for so long that the day you handle a fake, you can know. Because the fake and the real, they look alike. It will require practice constant practice, a strong knowing for you to know the difference between a fake man and a fake woman. And let me be honest with you, you are a magnet. You would attract your kind. You would only appeal and appease. You would call your kind to you. Somebody said, I don't know why only unbelievers are always toasting me. I said, maybe you are one. Yeah, because you attract your kind. Someone is my principle. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, nor stand in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Did that man meet you worshiping God in the spirit? Where did an unbeliever meet you? You say, no, I went for a party in the club, and as we were dancing, the hey, so you were locus inco, that's what we call it in the law. You were somewhere in the periphery, that's why they saw you. Praise the name of Jesus. Make sure you are an authentic child of God, and make sure that you are a lover of Jesus. Set a standard for yourself in God, and nothing can make you break. Before I got married, I could be anybody's friend because I had I had list of things that must never be done. I was not one of those girls in effect that you could touch my breast in the name of playing. No, you can't touch my Jesus' breast. It's not possible. No, I'm not one of those people that you people will kiss by mistake. One of the reasons why I'm not ticklish today is because I saw that guys were using tickle to tap current. So when you come and you do that thing to me, this I'll be looking at you. I see you are mad. They say you you are not you are stiff. I said very very stiff. And meet your people that are not stiff. People will be using start with tapping current. I'm not there. 
set a standard. I was, I tell my children, your Babio is your boyfriend now. A time will come that you run under the bed when you hear your husband's horn. You are tired. There is a right time. And holiness is the keynote of God's reign. If you need God to reign in your life, be holy. It is not common. It is not popular in our generation. Nobody is talking about holiness again. But you, you start a holiness movement. Everywhere you go, let them know I'm not ashamed to be called a holy child. I'm not afraid to be called a holy Christian. I'm courageous enough. I will forever dog my cap on Medrash, Shedrach, and Abednego. What is the thing that is standing before you that they will tell you to bow to and you're unable to bow? It just means that you don't know who you are. Praise the name of Jesus. I want you to know that love is work. Love is work. A lot of people believe if I pray about relationship, if I pray about my marriage, if I pray, 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 get anointed with oil, I will have a great relationship. No. I need to tell you practically, we, my husband and I have been married for 20 years. Marriage is work. The only place that we will know whether you are a child of God is in your marriage. Because it's that one place that you will be tortured, tormented. And the true call of a child of God, where if you are truly a loving person, we know it's in your marriage. Show me Matthew 19, verse 3. I'll come back to this scripture. Matthew 19, from verse 3. Thank you, precious God. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for any cause? Go on, sir. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no, long, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and put her away? He said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to be put away, to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. That tells us straight away that God had a standard for marriage from the beginning. From the beginning, putting away was not part of God's agenda. God wanted man and woman to represent the agreement of the Godhead. God wanted man and woman to represent the kingdom of heaven. So that when you look at a man and a woman, you see a replica of God. You will see what it ought to be by unity. You see what it ought to be as love. You see what it ought to be with patience. You see what it ought to be with perseverance. Every time you look at a godly couple, you should see God. The beauty of God, the unity in God, the love of God. And of course, the enemy is angry with this position. Set attacking marriages. Now, people under one day are divorcing. Some people scatter their marriages from the reception. Not to talk of people who are doing five years, ten years, that are just co roommates. No depth, no substance. Married women are cheating. Married men are cheating in the Lord. I have a person right now that 
is a deacon in a big church, yet his, his side chick has had a second baby for him. So if the first one was a mistake, the second one is a pattern. He said, be careful, don't depart from, don't let the devil beguile you. Before you marry, set the pillars. What would I never do to bring shame to my God? Now, he has told us that God did not want putting away. He said from the beginning, God had no putting away. He said, so why did putting away come? He said, because of the hardness of heart. The only reason why a marriage can scatter is because I can never forgive. Ah, even before the man comes, while you are talking with your GGG, girls gang, you are already saying, ah, me, I can take anything, oh, but the day he does this, I pack my load. You are already building exit gates to a thing that has not even started. Hardness of heart. Ah, the day my wife does this, the day she talks to my mother anyhow, the day she takes my money, the day, yeah, well, no, 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 I can't take anything, but that is all. You, the devil will make it happen. There is, as long as Jesus did not reject any sin on Calvary, don't ever say that there is a sin you cannot forgive. Don't ever say. In these 20 years of marriage, there is nothing that has not gone wrong in our marriage. Sir. I don't lie. One of the reasons why people are afraid to go into marriage is because men of God lie too much. We lie, we lie, we lie. Ah, my marriage is sweet, yummy, yummy. We don't ever quarrel. We don't ever fight. Are you people normal? Even friendship, we fight. So Jesus made provision for forgiveness because he knew we would offend one another. He said, how often should I offend my brother? Pastor Philip, I've not seen him since almost four months now. Is it possible for him to offend me seven times in one day? I see you in CAC. Wonder two, two, three minutes, you are finished, you are going. Is it possible for you to offend me seven times that day? It's not possible. Who can offend you that much? Is this woman? Why did you put your slippers here? Why did you bath in the bathroom and you didn't pour water on the wall? This man, you, you used the toilet, you didn't flush. This, why did you? Yes. Why did you close? It's so cold in this room, it's too hot in this room. Me, I want Tessie. Me, I don't want Tessie. Why are you pressing toothpaste from the middle? Why didn't you wash your plates very well? See where you drop the cup. See where you pick the cup. Ah, malice. A lot of people are in Christian malice. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fine. Welcome. Welcome. I got into two pastors' house one day. The man wanted to pound his wife's head with a mortar. I'm not joking. I said, what happened? She said, I've been sweeping this floor all day. That's the pastor wife. I've been sweeping this floor all day. He will not help me to sweep. And as soon as I finished sweeping the floor, he brought his dirty shoes and he put it. And I told him to remove the shoe. He refused to remove it. And before he knew, somebody pressed the bell. So I locked the door and I locked him out. And she left him out dirty on money. You see that your Christianity will show a marriage. She left him. He slept outside the corridor till morning. As soon as the children were going out to school, that was when she opened the door. The man went into the kitchen and got the mortar. I wanted to pound her destiny that day. That they didn't train in your family. These are the kind of issues that nobody will see in, in courtship. But do you have the ability to forgive the most cruel behavior? Once you understand that I'm a representative of Jesus in this marriage, there's nothing you can do to me. 
I'll report you to God and I'll leave God to beat you for the matter. But your judgment is not in my hand. Until we deal with hardness of heart, we have not seen anything yet. Don't let your heart be hard. You see, a solid relationship in marriage is not the same thing as marriage. Marriage is a spiritual welding, something that God, you know, there's a scripture I saw, I think it's um, Ephesians 5. It said the two, this one says, will be one flesh. Um, another version says, they will become one flesh. That talks of a process. You see, becoming one flesh is not by name it and claim it all. It's not decree and declare. It's a lot of work. That interwining of two people raised by different families to merge, to become one, is a long process. But it is possible. It is possible. It starts with going back to the word of God and knowing what God expects from you. Praise the name of Jesus. It starts with going back to the word of God and knowing what God expects of you. One of the men I respect in the Bible is Noah. When God wanted to build a new world, just like many of you are going to be building new marriages or some of you are already building new marriages. I learned from the story of Noah that God does not need two people to make redemption work, sir. Many times God needs one person. You think that God needs both husband and wife? Yes, it's the ideal. It's the ideal that God wants the man and the woman to come together. But it's not in all cases that the man and the woman are willing to pay the price. Do you want a solid relationship? You pay the price in that marriage. Make up your mind to be the redeemer. Make up your mind that no matter what it will cost me, my marriage will not be one enlisted for divorce. No matter what it will cost me. Hey, that prayer is a difficult prayer because you'll be tested and tried. I noticed in my father's family that my aunties don't survive in marriage. And everybody is godly. They are all godly people. They are not unbelievers. But I checked my track. I checked my bloodline. I realized that my aunties, many of them married three times in their lifetime. They have husband in the morning. When that one does not stay well, they will have husband in the afternoon. Then when that one said it's not working very well, they will have husband in the evening. In my secondary school, when my auntie moved back home, and my daddy and his brothers, they will open the door. What? Do they have money? Come in. We'll find another one for you. So they have children with different sets of sonny. In the Lord, I said, I don't want this testimony. This will not be me. God said, are you sure? Because I may not be able to walk on another person, but can I walk on you? I said, Lord, I'm willing. I didn't even want a boyfriend. But I just knew a picture of what I didn't want to see. To have a great relationship, have a vision. Have a vision. I had a vision before I met my husband. There will not be any sin that I will not forgive. Adultery, I will forgive it. Battery, I will forgive it. Me, I don't know about any person. As long as Calvary did not reject this sin, I will never reject it. There is a price to pay. To represent God as a colony, there is a price to pay. I told God I will make my marriage the best love story ever told. Whatever it will require me, I pledge my allegiance to Christ. Many times when I met my husband, I was the financially advantaged one. I don't listen to canal godless talk. I look on the word of God. 
The money is a defense. Money came to answer a request. Why would I be looking rich and my husband be looking poor? When I met my husband, the first day I saw him, he was wearing a tattered and colored cloth. The Lord said, that is your king. I don't him. I went to a store. I bought everything new. Yes. From shirt to suit to trouser to perfume. That's my king. I need you to represent. I know it's not a popular thing. That's why I put it out on my Facebook. The price to pay for a godly marriage, you can never find it on the street of Hollywood. If you want to succeed in marriage, go back to the word of God. God gave me a word. He said, he's come down from the horse that brought you from your father's house. This is why the scriptures God gave me. Come down from the horse. Because I was a financially, I was raised up in Ikohi. My dad was a director in USC. We had seven cars parked that they had not turned the leather. And I married my husband. I moved into one room in Maraba. I said, look, if you read this Matthew 19 to the end, he said, it's not everybody that can marry you. It's not everybody. How many of us are ready to leave the comfort of our father's house? How many? I left it. Five bedroom. In fact, the house where I was that man called Ashirajun number 24 by the long road. That's the house I grew up in. That was our house. Yes. But I moved out of it and I moved into one room. There was no address in that Maraba house. We will use a mango tree. When you get to that mango tree, wait, we'll come and pick you. This was just 20 years ago. But on my 40th birthday, this guy that had no form of comeliness that we should desire him, he bought me that car. Though thy beginning was small, thy latter end shall be greatly enlarged the reason why so many people have not decided on who to marry is because they don't have eyes that recognize grace when you are looking for a king in the kingdom of God they are not in Pharaoh's palace, they are in the manger the king in your kingdom, the kingdom of your father they are not in Pharaoh's palace, they are in a manger you need to have eyes that recognize grace, three men stood before a baby and they began to worship they saw tomorrow you are missing. He says he's wearing red trousers. He's wearing blue trousers. He has mouth odor. But you have not told me he's a, he's, a, he's a murderer. You are following all these Jiwagon madmen that are devils. Seeking whom they may devour. But you would rather follow Jiwagon. Follow Jiwagon. A time will come that we'll be using Jiwagon and um, sports. What are called? What, Range Rover sports. We'll be using it to pack wood to the market. Is that not what happened to Santana? Huh? You remember how girls used to bewail their virginity? Toyota Cressida. They will run, be hiding, be running because they wanted to sit in the front seat and wave to their friend from under. Wait, where are they today? Build your life on that thing that lasts. My husband worships the ground I walk on. I tell you. And there is no amount of money that I have that is entering my head. I'm not Pastor Tino at home. No, I'm Pastor Ken's wife, very obedient. I still undo his shoe. Yes. When he comes from the door, I carry his bag. More. He's a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. When we fight, I kneel down. I beg. And you will be quiet. Because so much has blurred our mind. We are listening to Hollywood and Hollywood is confusing us. I tell my children, if we watch Hollywood long enough, all of us will go to hello. Because Hollywood is the Antichrist. Everything they are preaching is anti-God. Everything you see, even on cartoon now, children are kissing. Everything on Hollywood is anti-God. If you want, if you don't want to 
hurt yourself in marriage, look to the perfect law of liberty. My position in God when it comes to marriage is not popular. And I stand on the mountaintop to declare it. God told Noah, build me an ark. That's how God is telling us today, build me an ark. And your marriage is that ark. Your marriage is that ark. It took Noah 100 years to build the ark. The Bible says a wise woman builds her home. But a foolish woman tears her home down with her hands. Proverbs 14 verse 1. You don't need the devil to pull down your home. Foolishness is okay. You don't need the devil. Now devil do one. No, devil, no, devil, but devil, they work day. Foolishness is all you need. Who are you? I won't pick your call for one week. I'm so mad. Are you, are you even listening to yourself? I'm so mad at you. And we know how to speak all the da, da. All this phone we downloaded from GoTV 1000 naira. Nobody will hear what again. Hey. Praise the Lord. It took Noah 100 years to build. That is to say that there is nothing you want to build in your marriage that is not possible, but it will take time. Are you ready to give it the time that it requires? Another thing I learned from this Noah is that there was so much potential buried on his inside that even he did not know. When God told him to go and build something that's never been built before, he said, how can I do this one now? God just told him, follow the pattern. Follow the pattern that I have set before you. God gave him the dimension. If you want to build a godly home, God will teach you how. Until you know who you are not, you will never know who you are. Did you hear what I just said? Until you know who you are not, you will never know who you are. They came to John the Baptist. They said, are you the Christ? He said, no, I'm not the Christ. They said, then you must be a prophet. He said, no, I'm not a prophet. Then he said, no, you must be. Um, um, they told him three things. He said, no, I'm not. I am a voice. Until you know who you are not, you will never know who you are. A lot of people are confused. Personal identity crisis. When I wanted to marry, my dad fell in love with one guy, a Yoruba guy. I, we were dating. I mean, I was already collecting chicken from himself. So I, he used to come home with me, but my dad fell in love with him because he used to love to farm. But every time I'm with this guy, the kind of things I thought, this guy is a potential abalisto. Because I was asking him, I said, I noticed that a lot of aunties don't have children. If we don't have children, what will we do? He said, ah. That there is a river in this village that they call children from that river. Say yes. So we will have spiritual water children. That's good. The Holy Spirit told me, while you are eating that chicken, I hope your head is working and you can hear what this guy is saying. But my dad had fallen in love with him. When it was time, I began to pray. Another time he said to me, he said, pray very hard though, because if you have a girl as a first child in our marriage, they will stop they will get me to marry another person. We must have a woman that has a first son for us. That is the way it is in our family. But that's it. If you don't know who you are not, you will never know who you are. I always knew I could not marry a guy who drinks. I don't know whether it's blue one, red one, me. I know my covenant with God is that I will be a Nazarene. So you cannot be a drinker and be my husband. The Bible says, woe unto you, O land, when your king is a child. I can't. I can't. What can't you do? Who can't you marry? Whether there is somebody now, there is nobody. Who can't you marry? 
God is saying, build me. Have a vision. Have a vision for your home. I always wanted a romantic family. Before I met a man, I wanted a home full of kisses. I wanted a home full of hugs. I wanted a home full of laughter and joy. I wanted a home where we would sing together. This was always, so I knew what I was looking for. I wanted a home where worship would go on. There will be worship in my kitchen, worship in my toilet. That is me. I wanted a home where there will be friendship. I don't want to be afraid to talk to you. I will not be insulted, but I must be able to bear my heart. This is how relationships are built. So many people are afraid. They have, the man has his best friend as a co-colleague at work. You know you are the only one I can talk to. Oh. The wife was her best friend in the salon. This must have been the reason why Potiphar's wife was chasing 17-year-old boy everywhere. Because she had a marriage, but there was no friendship there. The husband bought her a slave, bought her a big everything, but it did not have friendship substance. God wanted Noah to build an ark. What it takes to build is in you. I'm going to ask you a teaser right now. How many careers did you think Noah discovered about himself when he began to build the ark? Tell me, I want you to think. Tell me now. Eh? He discovered he was an architect, which was not in him before. Architecture, tell me another one. Civil engineering, which other career? Carpentry, animal science. Eh? Zoologist, he has to take care of animals now. Tell me other things. Think, 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 think. Nutritionist. Others. Public speaker, farmer. Home management. Marine speaker. How about water engineer? What do they call all those water engineer people? Marine engineering. What other career? Marine speaker. What other, what other thing? Physicist, right? Navigation. Maybe pilot. Because you have to know where you are going to. Eh? Say law. All these gifts were in him. Until he began to build, he did not know. You don't know your capacity to build. Everything is locked up on your inside. You just submit to the Lord and don't crumble every time. This man, he will not kill me. Oh, this woman, she will not kill me. Oh, look inside. The builder anointing is in you. You have what it takes to build that home. When God gives you the gift of a man, everything that is going to be is locked up on his inside. It takes a builder that has foresight. It takes a builder. When God brings a man into your life, he brought, he, he brought him for you to build him up. When God brings a woman into your life, he brought that woman for you to build her up. God forbid that when a family sees you, they will start crying. Hey, is this the daughter we gave you that is looking like a non-living thing like this? <laughs> you have what it takes to build a relationship cannot survive unless there is a vision for building. Building together. It's not only the man that should be built in a relationship. Women should be built too. And all of these things you must observe from dating. A man that shuts you down when you want to share your dream is not a husband. That is a hunter. A hunter is different from a shepherd. A shepherd will nurture you. My dear, is that your dream? 
that is good. Look at Deborah. She found all her giftings and all her graces in her marriage. The Bible says she was a judge. She was a poet. She was a warrior. So when her husband must have been the one that would encourage her to go to the field. Have you practiced your AK-47 today? Go out, my baby. Go and do this. They acknowledged him, the wife of Lapidoth. They knew she was Mrs. Lapidoth. But yet none of the dreams of her life fell to the ground. Mrs. Akuili, uh, is her husband that has honor in my own eyes. This woman got a hundred awards in her husband's name. Not in her father's name. All the wall in their house, hundred awards in her husband's name. Secured man. He found out of flame. He discovered the, the, the seed in her. And of course, they were the better for it. Every bridge that you see, it's a pillar that is holding it up. Be a pillar in the life of your wife. Be a pillar in the life of your husband. Make them go the farthest that God has said without being an hindrance. Stop being a needy wife. I can't stand licking women. Those women with the issue of blood. They need to hold you. They need to touch you. Baby, where are you? I need you to hold me. Hey, hold yourself. <laughs> there is time for everything. There is the time to build that vision. Be the cheerleader. I will forever respect my husband for this. They, my husband has released me to fly to the highest heaven if I want to fly there. No disturbance. Only they want me to become a minister in Canada. Hallelujah. You are going in my name. My husband, if you read the comments he makes for me on Facebook, you will be proud for him. He's a good man. Marry a man that will support you because a relationship cannot be built if there is no support. Marry a man, marry a woman that will support where you are going. And you are not the only one that is a gift to that relationship. You are both gifts. So while you, you have where you are going, she has a dream. Don't kill a dream. Don't kill a dream because she married you. A lot of husbands, they will use their wives to climb. Oh, then when you now have degree like thermometer, you now say, my wife, stay at home. We have a GM meeting, but they say, stay at home, just stay at home. Because when you were rising, you were not helping her to rise. Now she will stand in front of the hilting. When the door opens, she will run. Oh, how so wickedness. They have come. That's because you didn't expose her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rise together. Praise the Lord. What else? What else must I have to have a solid relationship? Reinvent your relationship. I will ask all these questions. Though. Number one. Make your sorry number one. Make your marriage your priority. That's my number one. I need to. I can't even see this time, but I need to go at ten o'clock. Is it ten o'clock yet? Yeah. <laughs> Make your marriage your priority. Everything in life wants you to put your marriage at the back burner. Your job wants your marriage at the back burner. Your church wants your marriage at the back burner. Your friendships want your marriage at the back burner. Everything wants to throw your marriage at the back burner. You are the one that will make your marriage your priority. Put your marriage in the front burner. Let everybody around you respect your marriage. Don't talk bad about your marriage wherever you are. Don't throw down your marriage. Don't trample your marriage underfoot. There is no perfect marriage anywhere. Nobody's marriage is free from adversity. Why are they not coming every day to wash their own marriage before you and wash and throw it down? Half of the women, half of the people telling you, no agree. No agree. They agree on dread of that thing they are telling you not to agree. 
half of the people that are telling you every day I cannot take this they are taking a million of it half of the women you are reporting your husband told that you are the one paying house rent and the one cooking the food they are look they have been paying for more than 100 years but they won't tell you you have only given them an information for them to be using it to crack granites you know granite gist they crack granites have you seen Janet <laughs> crack I should pay house rent too your secret is only as safe as how you keep it. You stay on your knees until your change comes. I tell every woman, refuse to be the breadwinner of your family. It's not my role. It's not my place. It's not my job. I will do it as long as I must, but I will tell God it's not my place. Set my husband on the throne of our home. He's the king and I'm the queen. But as long as I'm going to do it, I will not wash our dirty linen out there. Because it's, life is about time and season. There are some women that their husbands worship them because of the role they play. And there are some women that their husbands are secretly crying, Father, if it's sin, I commit. Forgive me, kill her now. Until you kill this woman, you know I can't move on. Would you kill her? I'm telling you the truth. Pastors praying that God should kill their spouses because of the pain that they are bringing. Are you a solution provider? Make your marriage a priority. Tell everybody that will bother to listen. The way you sing the praise of your God in public, sing the praise of your marriage in public. Don't belittle your spouse before anybody. Don't belittle your wife before anybody. Not even before your family. 20 years I've been married, my sister. I've never reported my husband to my parents. Never. Never. There was a day my husband hurt me so bad. And my dad and I had this funny telepathy. When I'm upset, even if he has not called me for six months, when I'm deeply wounded, my husband, my father will call me that day. And that day I felt like telling him. Because don't forget my ancestry. We are stubborn. In my father's house, the women, we are very stubborn. I know it. So when the family blood in my head begins to roar, mm, do you know how many times I put my suitcase down? It's household wickedness. I will pack all this time my husband will be looking at me I know it's a spiritual problem it's not you <laughs> the legions they have entered my dad called that day I was crying I was shaking everything in me wanted to tell him but the Holy Spirit said you have made a covenant don't do it 20 years I've been married to my husband never reported my husband never to my parents never that's why they respect us. They respected us till both of them died. I had too many, too many things to report. But thank God I did not. Make your marriage your priority. Learn how to grow it. It's like a pot of flowers, sir. Keep nurturing. Put sun, put manure, put everything that you must put. Everything you need to put into a pot of flowers to make it grow. Your marriage is a living organism. Put everything in it, let it grow. And you know what's funny? You must continue to nurture it. Even if you have been nurturing a pot of flour for 10 years. If you say today you have drank enough water, I'm not giving you again, it begins to die. The day you don't intentionally nurse your marriage, it begins to die. You must forever nurture it, making it a priority. Number two, reinvent your marriage. The problem with many marriages is that they are stale. Even your phone that is in your hand, every two, two months we download new app. Abby. We renew our app. What do we do? Update. We update our app. 
Your Facebook that you started with in January, they have, you have updated it like two or three times. Why do you think that your relationship should not be updated? Many of us are stale. We don't do fun things together. We only talk about Habakkuk, called Chronicle, Corinthians, Baby, Revelation. Hey, Holy Ghost came into our room. He moved jiggy jiggy. Everywhere is shaking. Hey, Osha, scratch me. My wife, I can feel the power. And the woman is like, is he a madman? I married. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with just going out and looking into one another's eyes and serenading? Is it a bad thing? Is that not where it all started? Did we not lay the foundation of this relationship in love and romance? Now it's only about Abakuk. Baby, there is a new book. I have underlined the part we must cram as a family. And after a while, your wife will just be looking for the same person to have normal conversation with. My husband is always lost in Zephaniah and Jedidiah reinvent your marriage. From time to time, my husband and I, we do our praiser. We take ourselves out and we ask, honey, how am I doing? Am I still making you happy? Are you happy? And that's the time you can see that day that you were just shouting anyhow. You say, I'm sorry. You know the way I used to behave now. Forgive me. And you leave that place with a brand new set of energy. Bible says that which is spirit is spirit. That which is flesh is flesh. Let's feed this relationship because it is the feeding, it is the intentional feeding that will give us energy to go out into our world, to build ourselves, to build everything else. Intentionally reinvent this marriage. The clothes we were wearing last year, we're not wearing them again. We are reinventing styles every day. Why don't you think this marriage should be reinvented? I don't even want to go to into, into the intimacy part because I don't want all of you to rapture here for me. We shall do that one later. There is time. Hey, hey, not there. Hallelujah. Number three thing that will help you build a solid relationship go on a fact finding discovery. Go on a fact finding discovery about the uniqueness of your spouse. I know all of you, many of you are not married, though. You will think, what am I doing with this information? I'm giving you life. Go on a fact-finding discovery of the uniqueness of your own spouse. Even when people are born twins, they are not the same. That's the mistake many of us make. Ah, if it was my brother, there was a day, I don't like surprise. Me, as a person, don't give me surprise. If you have 50K, give me. I will know what to do with it. I will tell the world you gave me. My husband bought Kuka. And the way I cried, the man was wondering, it's like these people's household wickedness is serious. So. Do you know how many women want their husbands to buy cooker for them? I said, and it was my birthday. I said, am I the kitchen? Why are you buying cooker for me? Am I a kitchen? You will buy washing machine. You will buy on my birthday. Am I a kitchen? Why are you buying me cooker? The guy just sat down. Say, how can I please you? I said, just don't try to surprise me. So now he knows I'm a lover of clothes. I love clothes. I don't drink. I don't smoke. My only vanity is clothes. It's okay to have one. I love it. So anytime he has gifts for me, just say, I have given them money in Ziba. Go and tell them whatever you want. And I will wear it and I'll tell the whole world, see what my husband has done for me. That's me. 
I told him he was trying to, you know, maybe all his former girlfriend, he, he used to surprise them. And he was working for them. Me, I'm not Angelina. I'm Tinu. Go on a fact-finding discovery what your own man wants. My husband's love language is attention. If you like, buy the old word from my husband, it means nothing to him. When we first got married, they said the way to a man's heart is his stomach. I will go to the market. Me, I love food. I will go to the market. Make offer onubu. Offer salah. Offer this. Offer that. The man will come and wonder, honey, are we all seeing a party? I said, no. He went to a man's heart. It's his stomach. The man will just come take his two slices of bread, half cup of coffee, and go and sit down. When he now gets to the time of Jerusalem, which is my husband's first and foremost ministry in this whole world. I know you don't know Jerusalem. You will know it at the right time. You know Jerusalem. You have known Jerusalem now. If you deny my husband Jerusalem, he cannot talk to you for one week. Oh, as pastoral as he is, he doesn't play with Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Ah. Hey, the city on her. If my husband has said, no, no, I'm tired. The day we went for our appraisal. In that restaurant, they will know the two of us that day. I don't need of your nubo. Do I look like an Igbo man? Why are you always cooking? You cook, 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 cook. I think we're expecting visitor. I don't like food. I like Jerusalem. I say, wow. Only Jerusalem. He said, look, you will be the best woman being in this world if you can even give. How many times did they go around Jerusalem? He said, they went around Jericho. Jericho. He said, they went around Jericho once every day. That on the seventh day, they went around Jericho seven times. Why are you denying me? I say, wow. From that day, I put down the ministry of kitchen. I was not satisfying him. My husband is watching boxing. I can't understand why two adults will beat themselves to a point of blood. But my husband wants you to sit by his side to watch two men beating themselves for nothing. My husband will say, yeah, upper court, lower court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, give him. No problem. Go on a fact-finding discovery. The uniqueness of your own man. A lot of people, they fight all the time because you have not understood the uniqueness of your own man. The day you find out that all this man needs is one Jericho and you can go to the end of the moon. That's why now, I can go anywhere I like because I know. One Jerusalem. It's okay. Before my husband comes home, he would have bought Gala. He would have bought Fanta. And in all fairness, it's okay. So all that overcooking, undercooking, then I employed somebody who cooks so that I can face Jerusalem ministry. There's no fight in our house. That is big. See, eh? the true meaning of love is understanding. That's the true meaning of love. When you come into a house and you find a man washing his wife's cloth and singing from the depth of his heart. Hey! What the Lord has done for me. And you are wondering, what did they do to this man? Jerusalem. When you supply enough Jerusalem, this guy will pack the broom and be sweeping under the bed. His mother will come and say, the thing that they give me, you can never give me. What are you talking? Go on a fact finding discovery on the uniqueness of your own man. He might not be he may not be Jerusalem everywhere but I don't know the man that does not like Jerusalem. Will you put on in somebody's mouth and you say they will not lick a sweetie? With these few points of mine honestly I've not finished but I shall be back 
I shall surely be back. I need to go and do something fast in church. That's why I have to stop. But whether you invite me or you don't invite me, this is family. I will surely be back. God bless you. Thank you so much. Father, I thank you for the entrance of your word brings life. I forbid failure in any marriage. Thank you for the spirit of understanding. Thank you for teaching us and helping us to access the depth of life that comes from your presence alone. We will not miss it. We will not fail. We will not disgrace heaven. We will bring glory to your name. We will not be deceived by the serpent. The spirit of the world will not enter us. We will do it as written by the word of God. And we will be praised on the earth. Thank you, precious God. Is there any marriage that is going through trouble? I command peace to be still. I keep the storm quiet in the name of Jesus. Ah, thank you, Father. Every heavenly blessing, every earthly blessing that is your marriages in this house, it will locate them. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. Can he